I finally uh, knew that I, I'm losing a battle, that I'll probably end up dead, and I'll probably end up a statistic of of alcohol, and, and that my family's going to pick up where uh, I left off. Stay good day. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. On today's program, we'll hear more from Gilbert Tracy, a Navajo from northeastern Arizona, as he shares how God delivered him from the grip of alcohol and brought healing into his life. I really believe that God had come into my life at that point. To this day, I still believe that. The regeneration or being born again, the concept of that occurred back when I was 17. And uh, I still had low self-esteem, but I, I had to ask God for things. And sometimes I would claim his promises, like from the book of Psalms, if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. And I took that in, in a different way. I think I, I meant it for selfish purposes. But I, I ventured on. I finished high school and... Um, that the first 20 years of my life, I kind of ended with that, uh, leaving home and, uh, leaving my, where, where my grandparents were from. And they always left me that idea of coming back. And that was added pressure to me because I never could feel liberated, I think, in my, my personal life because the expectations were for, for me to come back and kind of fill his shoes. And, uh, to, to carry on the old concepts, the old traditions. And, uh, he was a very traditional man. He, he understood clans and he used to really try and teach me those things, but I kind of ignored a lot of that. But he wanted, he wanted honorable marriages, a marriage that was honorable and he wanted to, to have me be, uh, I guess a, a trademark of what he was taught now, to be wise, to do good works and follow instruction in life, you know, basic wisdom. And, uh, he carried a lot of that and it was good. But, um, he, uh, left me with, with that inability to really un- unload my, my plans. So I, I kind of struggled in college. I even withdrew. Then I went to another college and there I found, uh, some sub- substance, I guess, to, to kind of get myself together, I began uh, competing in track and cross country, and uh, was one of the best moments I ever had. And I think that was God honored because I had been uh, shown to excel in that area and to believe in myself. And never had that in high school, but when I got to college, we even made it to nationals, and we beat a team of good runners from. Another college that was dominating, but we ended up going to, uh, represent Arizona in, in the nationals. So another good thing that I remember that to this day has been, uh, still a blessing from God has been my wife at that time. I met her at a Christian function. We were in Phoenix, Arizona and big city and miles and miles away from both of our home. She's Navajo, and when we met, we met in Christ, and 
I asked for a sign, and one of that was to to see if she would call back the following night after meeting her. And we, we spoke for three, four hours, basically, on the phone, just sharing like a good friend would. And we began our, our journey together there. And um, for some reason, I, I feel like uh, now I look back on it, I experience uh, the young man's pride, the young man's ability to, to think he can do it all. So I did a lot of things without God. And, and one of that was to, to just do everything in my power. And I slowly, uh, I don't know how it happened, but I remember one day we, I began drinking just like it was, uh, a Sunday afternoon watching a game, a little, little social drink, little relaxing drink. And I thought I could manage it. I even justified uh, scripture saying, you know, a little wine does not hurt so much. And so, I tended to believe uh this this was okay and it slowly it separated me from God's will and slowly separated me from the joy in uh, what I was building up and what he had in mind for me so I I would say 15 of those 20 years I spent drinking pretty heavily and wound up in bars and places where there was excitement supposedly that uh was uh, the way to live and I made friends and associates there and nevertheless my my wife stayed by my side and my family uh stayed together and my grandfather passed on and uh my grandmother got so so far up in years that her her body began to go so from uh, this point, I tried to rebuild my relationship again with uh, my mother, and things just really hit bottom at that point. I uh, felt like everything had that I had trusted in just fell out, and um, there was nobody else in my life to go and turn to. And I, I, I looked at my family. By this time, I had four kids, two girls and two boys, and one was about to graduate, and I ended up realizing that uh, I need to cry out to God, and I had been crying out to Him for years, but at that point, I finally uh, knew that I, I'm losing a battle, that I'll probably end up dead, that I'll probably end up a statistic of of alcohol, and, and that my family's going to pick up where uh, I left off. And I saw that with my own brothers and my own sisters. And there's nine of us in the family, and me being the oldest, uh, I've always been uh, trying to be a trendsetter for them, and, and I think they've managed that on their own without my help. So we tried to restore a lot of that broken relationship and the broken home environment, and couldn't do it because we were doing it in our own strength. And uh, that, that summer uh, was just a falling apart for me because uh, my mother even had suggested that uh, I'm raising my children wrong so I, I snapped and I, I blew but um, a lot of the old wounds and the old scars were, were still there so I finally turned my my life to God I got on my knees and I cried and 
it seemed like another year went by just not getting uh, his presence back in my life. I think for for all the the misery and and the shame and the the name of, that I disgraced began to haunt me and and to really eat away at my soul. And I even thought that God is on the other side of the universe at times. And uh, little did I know that uh, he's he's slowly weaning me off uh, uh, in a way all, out of all that uh, substance use and to unwash my mind of, of the world and, and just the crying and that the pleading was really the work of God once again in my life. And it took about a year before I felt comfortable even praying to him and, and coming to him like a son, like like even part of the family anymore because I had done so much to disgrace him and I felt maybe God doesn't forgive uh, because I know myself enough that uh, I judge myself that I, I couldn't even be approachable to God and presentable to him. But um, slowly I began to realize that Jesus just really was still reaching out to me regardless of what I'd done. And, and as I read scripture, I'm reminded of certain parables and illustrations where his love is unconditional, that it's un, unmerited except that we be sinners. And I began to realize that uh, what, what I had struggled with in the beginning was my lack of prayer, my lack of faith and complete trust in him, my lack of total surrender to him. And uh, it cost me 20 years of, of misery. And so um, he began to reassure me as I began to pray even more uh, daily. That is what he wanted from me, just my whole attention, my whole life. He wanted his his glory to be expressed through the works he's doing in my life. And I really felt that uh, God in his mercy had done it all. And what, what I was trying to do was, was get to him through my own efforts and uh when I finally surrendered, my mind, my body, my soul, the total package, and I said even my home, everything, I was created in His image. I was created for a purpose. I was created before the foundations of the world. And I, I finally found my sense of value and belonging to to somebody. And, and even through that, I, I was able to forgive my mother, I think, from, from deep inside with the Holy Spirit's help. I praise uh, my Savior for reaching down and reprieving me. I'm thankful for that every day. And I haven't had a desire to drink ever since that time. And it's amazing. I thought I would never be able to to surrender that, that, that appetite for it. Because after years, you start even uh, begin tasting it on the mouth. But amazingly, he just has removed that from me. 20 years, I haven't accounted for a whole lot. So I've been able to reflect. And, and I even thank God for uh, who I am. I no longer have to feel unworthy and, and feel like a, a rejected person out of society because there is no man that can judge me. As he reminds me in the scripture that uh, Christ is the only one that we are judged by when he died on the cross in my place. And, and in many days I wake up thinking, 
and I have to remind myself to be to be humble before God because He um, did all the work for me. There's nothing I can do except just praise His name and live for Him every day and just lead another person who has been in my shoes or has been in similar situations. And just bring them to a, a saving knowledge of God and, and recognizing who their Creator is, whether they're Native American, Black, Anglo. It does not matter because... God loves all men. This desire to live for God and lead others to Him is the response of a grateful heart, a heart that's been changed by His grace. It's evidence that we've been saved. Does this describe you? If not, it can. If you'll humble yourself before God and receive the gift of salvation that He offers you through His Son, Jesus Christ. My friend, we've all offended our Creator, and we all need to be saved. God tells us in His Word that judgment is coming. He also says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, withoutreservation.com, and click on the tab, New Life. Or download the Storyteller radio app and choose Hope. You can also write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our phone number is 877-766-4648. That's 877-766-4648. 4648. Our email address is storyteller at withoutreservation.com and you can find us on Facebook at Without Reservation. Thanks for listening and remember the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. My friends, there are more amazing stories to tell, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.